1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
0: All right. The Lake Show begins right now here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Snowy evening, snowy night in the Twin Cities. Henry Lake and Christopher Tubbs for the next three hours. There's so many things that I want to talk about and get into on the show tonight. But I have to start with just feeling or expressing how I'm feeling right now. And it's a feeling of euphoria. I don't know if I have felt this good about a Minnesota Vikings regular season victory in quite some time. And I, and I mean, I, this is not a bit... I'm being honest and when I say in a long time, you'll probably laugh at this, but this is just how I feel. For me, what took place in that game of the year, super exciting victory for the Minnesota Vikings over the Buffalo Bills, 33-30. to 30. That was the most excited that I have been for a regular season victory by the Vikings since 1998. And I'm being honest with you guys. Look, we know that on Mondays, we all have a little bit of an extra pep in our step. When the Vikings win, that's just how it is. You guys know that. It's not just this market. It's any football market. When your team wins on Sunday, you feel good on Monday. That's just how it is, wherever you live. And it doesn't matter what the record is for your team. If your team is 2-8 or whatever, they're a terrible team. If they win on Sunday, Monday is going to be a better day. Your mental headspace, you're in a better place. That's just how it is. So we're all feeling great not just that the Vikings are 8-1, and one, but the fact that they beat the Buffalo Bills, who people, what did you say years ago? If you want to crown them, go ahead and crown them. Everybody crowned the Buffalo Bills as the team to beat in this 2022-23 season. And they are legitimate. They got a rock star quarterback. They got a rock star receiver, Stephon Diggs. Their running game started to come around yesterday with Devin Singletary, and everybody knows about their defense. I mean, Von Miller, future Hall of Famer, they've got, some, they've got some studs. But the Vikings went into a place that's tough to win, and they beat the Buffalo Bills. Did it take a little bit of luck? A mm, little bit of luck. But you do whatever you got to get done to do whatever it takes to get it done in terms of winning on the road. But when I say I feel so happy about that game yesterday and I take you all the way back to 1998, I'm being absolutely 100 percent serious. And we all know what happened in 98. That was a year where we thought we were going to win it all. And I am not saying in bringing up the year 1998 to try to make it seem or even tease you with the thought of the Vikings being the team that I think is going to win it all this year because I don't think that. But I'll be damned. There's a couple things that I love about this team. The first is that the Minnesota Vikings – are getting better in the season. You're seeing it, and I'm talking about in all different phases of this. The defense has gotten better from week one. The offense is gradually getting better. Better play calling for the most part. There's a, there's a few mistakes. I wouldn't I wouldn't call the uh, <laughs> the sneak on the goal line. I got to be honest. I didn't like that call. But I think that we all can admit that the Vikings are gradually improving during the season. And that's not typical in professional sports. Not every team do you see gel, create chemistry, get better during the season. Knock on wood, hopefully the Timberwolves can do that. But the Vikings are absolutely doing that. Dalvin Cook's looking better here in the last month. Justin Jefferson, he's Justin Jefferson. You look at Kirk Cousins, same guy, but not putting the team in the worst of spots at the end of games. He still made some mistakes. He's thrown a, <laughs> a few terrible interceptions, but I got to say it, man. This team has grown on me, and I'm starting to believe that, uh, that they can make a little bit of noise. Your reaction to the victory yesterday, your thoughts, your opinions, your perspective, 651 461 9226. Coming up next, we continue the Vikings conversation. Love to get your reaction. We got the good, the bad, and the ugly. But when I think of performances at the wideout position in Vikings history, there's only one other Minnesota Viking, I guess, performance from a wideout that I loved more than what we saw yesterday from Justin Jefferson. I'll tell you what that is coming up next year on the Lake Show. Radio, TV, and even the press, it was- All right. Don't forget, we'll be live from the Huntington Bank Rotunda at Mall of America tomorrow for our 20th annual hunger mission Radiothon to benefit the union gospel mission. Volunteers are still needed to answer phones and take donations. If you can help out for an hour, possibly two, please go to UGMTC.org slash WCCO to sign up. That's going to be an awesome time tomorrow. Please give, uh, please donate, and if you can, um, answer some phones. Go to UGMTC.org slash WCCO to sign up. All right, so the Vikings yesterday on the road get an awesome victory against the Buffalo Bills, 33-30. to 30. And before we get to the good, the bad, and the ugly, if you would like to weigh in on yesterday's victory and give your thoughts, your opinions, you can text the show or call the show on the City's One Plumbing Talk and Text Line. That number is 651-461-9226. And in the opening segment, I stated that There was only one other wide receiver performance that makes me more happy than yesterday's performance by Justin Jefferson. Do you have any clue to what I'm referencing?
2: I am going to say no, I don't. You don't? I don't.
0: All right, so we've had a lot of good receivers Mm -hmm. with the Minnesota Vikings. Ahmad mm-hmm. Rashad, um Sammy White. Sammy White, I'm glad um, that you mentioned that. Yep. Anthony An- Carter. An- Anthony Carter, um, Chris Carter, um, Jake Reed. I it just we've had we've had a, a bunch of them. Leo Lewis, we've had we've had a bunch of really good receivers. And clearly everybody knows about Randy Moss. And now Justin Jefferson. And Stephon Diggs. Mm-hmm. Can't, can't, can't forget Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen, okay? We we might have some of the best receivers. Mm-hmm. You talking about a collection of receivers for one mm-hmm. franchise? We're up there. Percy but, Harvin. Percy Harvin. That's another one. That's another one. All right, but this is the deal, people. Okay, and, and before you say, don't say Bernard Barian because he sucked. Um, there's one performance that I put in terms of this is. I'm not saying it's a better performance. I'm saying that got me more excited in the history of the Minnesota Vikings other than J.J. yesterday, because J.J. was a boss yesterday. J.J., uh, stat-wise, 10 receptions, 193 yards and a touch. There's one performance that I smile every time I see the highlights. 1998 Thanksgiving Thanksgiving game against the Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Randy Moss set the world on fire. Outside of that, this is it, and, and this is the thing. JJ is really good. I don't, I don't like the comparing of Justin Jefferson and Randy Moss right now. It's too soon. It's too soon. Yes, we can talk about he's got one more 100 yard games in the first three seasons than this person, that person. I'm fine with that comparison because you're comparing the stats. But in terms of, am I going to sit here today and say, is Justin Jefferson better than Randy Mott? No, I'm not doing that. Because I don't feel that that's, that that's a thing right now. Way too soon. But I'm telling you right now, that Thanksgiving game in 1998, that's the GOAT for me of Vikings receivers.
2: I, I mean, Performances. when you catch three passes, and all three of them are touchdowns, yep. and all of them go for at least 50 yards. Two went for 56, one for, went for 51. I'm not good at math, but I'm pretty sure that's over 150 yards and over 50 yards per reception. And it it really is incredible. I, I think we always, and I say this like, I feel like we always want to compare something to something. We always have to give it a label. And it's like, well, is Justin Jefferson the best ever? Is that game the best ever? Was that catch by Justin Jefferson? the best ever. Like we need something that we can instantly debate like at a moment's notice. And I like debating. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, But some
0: of these debates are a little bit ridiculous. Like who's comparing Justin Jefferson? Like, is anybody comparing Jamar Chase to Randy Moss right now? I don't think that's fair.
2: Well, no, I I mean, I think it's easier to compare these two. I, I think the franchise matters too. Like, you'd compare Jamar Chase maybe to Chad Johnson. Or you could compare, I don't know. Oh, you can cross-compare. <laughs> you could, but I th- i think it, it means more. Because people compare Randy Moss to Jerry Rice. Right, but I mean. You're talking n- about
0: in terms of within fan bases. Yeah, I'm talking, yeah, but with, th- I'm, just talking about, I'm just talking about in general. I get it within fan bases. Yes. Yeah, yes. well,
2: I mean, were we comparing Randy Moss to, to Jerry Rice like all the time when.
0: Oh, early Randy on, people people were on the bandwagon early on, like this dude's the greatest receiver we've ever seen, and 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 the comeback was no, 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 Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice. Jerry, that was always the, the the comeback wasn't anybody else with the Minnesota Vikings organization, right? But now we have that person that's that's doing his thing right now, and we still got Randy Moss as a part of our history. So yeah, I, I told
2: and, you. And the the because Randy Moss is such a big part of this franchise's history, like. Everything is going to go back to Randy Moss. Like no, matter, no matter what Justin Jefferson does, it's always going to be compared to Randy Moss.
0: Yep. And you said that there was a, a text that you got yes. on the City's One Plumbing talking text line.
2: Yes, we uh, we did here. Let me go ahead and uh, and bring it up. Uh, speaking of, of Randy Moss, not since Randy Moss have I seen anything like what Jefferson did yesterday. On top of that big picture, it seems like instead of always being cursed, Things are going the Vikings' way. I'm going to uh, slow down a little bit on that. Plus, I like the atmosphere change with the new coach, specifically regarding the post-game meetings. Good stuff. Glad they air that. Yep. And uh, another one said, Randy Moss, 1998 against Green Bay.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. The Green Bay, that was awesome, too. It was just something about the Thanksgiving game, though.
2: Well, I like, think because every you know Thanksgiving, the Dallas Cowboys, it's like, America's team, and you got this guy that just kicked you.
0: And this is the thing. So right now, there's so much excitement surrounding the Minnesota Vikings, mm-hmm. not just because they're 8-1, not just because we're running away with this division, but I think after yesterday, the world saw it. So, like, I, I feel like we were flying mm-hmm. under the radar the majority of the season, right? Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, the Vikings are a decent team in a bad division, but when you beat the Bills— and you have the catch mm-hmm. from Justin yeah. Jefferson. Everybody's talking about the catch. They, they,
2: they are everybody's darling right now. Yes. Like, the, the Minnesota Vikings actually could not have been in a worse position right now. Because all of a sudden, how good are the Minnesota Vikings? You beat Buffalo. Check. You beat Buffalo in Buffalo. Check. You beat Buffalo in Buffalo with Josh Allen. Check. You beat Buffalo in Buffalo with Josh Allen. And you had the game all but taken away from you. Check, check, check. It's like... You keep going down in all of these statistical probabilities that happened against the Vikings, and to do it in the manner that they did, yeah, I mean, they are clearly, clearly going to be everybody's like, wow, yeah, we got to watch out for those purple and gold youngsters from Minnesota.
0: All right, let's get into the good, the bad, and the ugly. (laughs) You turn my mic off. Uh, All right, so the good that we'll start with is clearly Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson is the best wideout in football. I don't care about your Tyreek Hill. I don't care about any other wideouts. Jabar Chase, Justin Jefferson is the best wideout in the National Football League.
2: End of the conversation. No debate. No. There's no debate. For no. Me. No. No debate. You've got a lot of really good young wide receivers, but yeah, Justin Jefferson right now is the. I would say he's the cream of the crop.
0: Oh, he's the man! It he starts is. with him and ends with him. Yep. Like, I would say that the top three receivers in the league are Justin Jefferson. We could still say Cooper Cup is pretty good, and then the last one will be between Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill.
2: You wouldn't put Jamar Chase,
0: not not over Devontae Adams. Okay, I mean the Raiders are just a train wreck. But he's still a hell of a receiver.
2: Yeah, that, uh, that has not worked out so well. Yeah.
0: All right, uh, something else in the good. I think you're higher on Kirk yesterday than I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that Kirk played fine, but I, I, I wouldn't say that it was his most impressive game as a Viking.
2: To, to me, the reason that I feel like that was his – I know he had the two interceptions – but I feel like we didn't get panicky, Kirk.
0: And yeah, well, he panicked on that second interception. Well, he just threw it to a spot.
2: Nevertheless, I, I feel like what I saw Kirk is he the, made some plays. Is the sort of guy? I mean, he stepped in the pocket and, and he took some hits yesterday. Yep, and he still made some really. And good he scrambled
0: throws. when he needed to. Yeah, so
2: I feel like we I feel like we're seeing the progression of Kirk Cousins in a positive way.
0: Oh no, I'm not questioning that. And, and, I but mean, that was—I don't think that that was one of his top three games he's ever played for the Vikings.
2: See, I, I yeah, I have to—I have to say that's that's one of his best games as a Viking. I and
0: top what though? Because there's no way that you could say that he played better yesterday than he played in the tie game in Green in Bay. Green Bay. Like he was dropping dimes. right. In the game. I guess I, the Rams game that they lost the Rams
2: game that he they was lost, dropping yeah. dimes
0: in terms like there's of, games that he's played better. That's what I'm, that's my point.
2: But in terms of regular, I, I'm, I'm going to preface this one of the top three regular season games that I've seen Kirk Cousins play as a mem- member of the Minnesota Vikings. Mm, OK, like regular season, because, I mean, the game against New Orleans, you know, in the playoffs, dropping that dime to Adam Thielen and Kyle Rudolph, in the quarter of the end zone. But mm-hmm. I got to say regular season. I'll put it up there. Top three.
0: All right, so let's get to the bad. Greg Joseph, I, I just don't have any faith in him. Oof. And part of this is look, we're all we're all scarred. We're all traumatized yeah. by previous kickers that wear purple. This is just how it is. Greg Joseph is not comforting us right now. He's making us all feel like, oh boy, here we go again. Yeah. And yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. It- I thought he possibly <laughs> might miss that kick in overtime.
2: Oh, totally. That's how scared I was. Absolutely, nothing is a given with this team. I mean, you can hit from sixty or you can miss from thirty-one. Like we don't know what's going to happen. Every single kick is an adventure. So, I mean, I know kicking around the league is down, but not every team is going to have a Justin Tucker. I totally understand that, but I think we'd settle for a you know
0: a. I settle for Daniel
2: Carlson. I'd.
0: uh, (laughs) <laughs> Who's that guy? Daniel Carlson. I, I've, I've who heard, he
2: had? I've heard the name. <laughs> never that, heard of him? Never heard of him, no. It's,
0: yeah, a guy that, that he missed our bus in. Uh, <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, I figure if you're going to take the bus from Wisconsin, go right past Minneapolis, might as well go out to Vegas. So <sighs> oh, Vegas or Minneapolis, I guess, you know. I'm with you. Good for him.
0: All right, and the ugly, I'm going to let you deal with the ugly here because yeah. this is kind of interesting.
2: Yeah, I, listen, I'm not up on the TikTok that the kids are doing nowadays. But apparently, it's a whole thing to grab your hamstring when you're doing the gritty. Justin Jefferson, don't ever do that again, because you. Scared. But other people are doing it. I know. Jamar but Chase did it. I don't care about Jamar Chase. I don't care about those guys. I care about Justin Jefferson. Some of us are not. Like, Let that man live. I, but he's going to kill us because we're having heart attacks when you see Justin Jefferson like grabbing his hamstring. I didn't know it was a bit. I didn't I, know it was a thing.
0: You could tell it was a bit. I couldn't believe that the Fox broadcasters were like, is he really hurt? Come on, guys. That's
2: what I thought.
0: Come on, guys. You can't tell. Are you not paying attention to what other people are doing around the league? I was I, I was kind of embarrassed for the broadcasters there. Because even when they came back from break, they're like, we think that he's okay.
2: What? But what's – well, see, it's, it's funny because when that happened, like – I went back, and I, like, rewound, and I'm like, okay, you know, I'm sitting here trying to go, like, CSI, find, like, okay, where did he hurt the hamstring? And then I'm, like, scrolling through Twitter. You didn't
0: see after, who was it, O'Neal shook him or whatever? You didn't see him look at his lineman like, come on, man, I'm trying to do my dance. I'm doing my celebration. He gave him that
2: look like, dude, let me, leave me be. I know, but I figure Brian O'Neill would just be an idiot and being, like, overzealous with the celebration. I'm like, leave him alone. He's fragile. He's a delicate, fragile flower. Protect him. But, yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't know it was a bit. I still don't like it. Even if it's a bit, I still don't like it. Because one of these times, it's not going to be a bit, and it's not going to be funny. Yeah. So boy who cried wolf. I just, I'm, I'm scared.
0: All right. All right, coming up next. Um, are we ever ready to fully just dive into winter because a lot of people today were not prepared they wasn't ready they wasn't ready how were your commutes today i'll tell you about mine coming up next year after weather on the lake if you're out and about driving around listening to the good neighbor uh be safe on the roads i've heard a lot of um stories throughout the day Um, On our station, I've seen stuff on social media. I even tweeted before I even left home earlier today. I asked people, you know, what is your commute looking like? Uh, How are the roads out there? Um, If you would like to weigh in, uh, if you had a great commute, if you had an utter train wreck of a commute, um, any issues out there on the roads where you're like, people should be aware of this, give me a buzz. 651-461. 9226. Because I feel like whenever the snow comes, that first snow, significant snow, and I would say today categorizes as significant snow. Like it wasn't like it came, it hit the ground, and then an hour or two was gone. No, it's on the ground right now. It's staying, right? That snow always catches Minnesotans off guard. And look, I know that we're big, bad Minnesotans. Like we're built for this. We. We are amongst the snow, right? We know how to drive in this stuff. Not for the first snowfall we don't. Typically, the first snowfall, we are train wrecks. We have forgotten all of the skills that we had maneuvering around on the roadways. If you have a story like that, 651-461-9226, I will say this. I got up later in the day, slept in. Um, I got up to run a couple errands, go work out and all that good stuff. And it was midday. And the roads were fine. And I was on primarily, I got on 394. Okay, I was on 394 today, 394 and 100. There wasn't a bunch of traffic. I know it's a later start for me because I'm not getting up bright and early. And in the midst of a bunch of snow. Because the snow was really coming down at six, seven, eight, nine o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. I wasn't on the roads until like 11-something.
2: Yeah, that that rush hour commute is, I think, kind of... Is different. What really, yeah, what really got to people because MnDOT, you know, they couldn't get out. I mean, they, they, you know, plows out there at 3.30, but there's only so much that you can do.
0: Well, there was some complaining. Did you see the complaining about... People were talking about they should have treated the roads oh, before? Yeah. Did you see that? Did you, you see all of that?
2: Yeah, I, I saw that, and, you know, I also heard MnDOT saying... You know, at, at times there's just there's nothing you can do before that snow actually comes. So, I I understand MinDot's part of it. Uh, you know, to me, it's the black ice. That's one of those things that I think people you 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 look at that and you see this pavement, you're like, well, I'm I'm okay. You know, I can speed up a little bit, make up a little bit of time. The problem is that black ice. It's called Black Ice for a reason. It's very unassuming.
0: You don't see it coming.
2: You don't see it coming. And that at times can really get to people. But yeah, it, it is like we need that first one to kind of re-acclimate ourselves because we don't remember how – Yeah. How cautious we need to be. It's like we're new to this. Yeah. Yeah. From anything. You got to get reacquainted. Yeah. and My old girlfriend. There you go. (laughs) You know, I mean, full disclosure. I mean, like, you know, this and a few other. I mean, my wife was in an accident this morning because of the roads. Like she got rear ended at a red light just about Mm. two miles away from our home. It wasn't Mm. on a it wasn't on a main highway, but it's. You know, she was stopped at a red light, and this is the black ice that I am talking about. That people come up, and you just figure that you can hit your brakes like normal. Well, you hit the ice. It's not the case. Yeah, and and you hit your brakes too. It's like the worst thing you can do is hit your brakes. So
0: you got no control.
2: You got no control. Unfortunately, she was able to walk away. Um, you know, we've got some damage to the vehicle. The other driver was able to walk away. You know, so both parties were uninjured. That is the good thing, but. Yeah, it, it takes this first one to kind of get it, get it out of our way. But hopefully now we realize that it's okay to be, you know, overly cautious. Turn on your lights, uh, use your turn signal, wipe off the back of your windshield too.
0: Yes, that that's. A, I'm glad you brought that up. There's specific no nos. That is a no fly zone. When you get in your, I hate those people. Yeah. Now, 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 I think that in Minnesota though, we do do a relatively good job. But every once in a while, you will see the person that will be driving with snow covered all on the top.
2: And, and you can't and, see and behind and you. you. And can't, you can't do that. Yeah, and what makes it even more frustrating when I see that you've got a rear windshield wiper, use your damn windshield wiper. Get that snow off. Like, just do a little bit. Like, it, it, it doesn't take that long. And I'm sorry, but, Henry, if I'm driving and I can't see behind me, whether it's out of my side mirrors or it's, like, right behind me out of my rear view... Like, if I can't see behind me, to me, that's just as important as being able to see the sides or in front of me. So just please, guys, take the time to wipe off your back windshield if you've got snow on it. I mean, on, on the roof, I, I know we all let that stuff, you know, if we're going down the highway, we let it. That, that's fine. But the windshield, guys, windshield, please.
0: You got to take care
2: of it. Clear that off because it's vital that you see what's going on behind you. Yep. Thanks for coming to my head, TED Talk.
0: Take a break. Come back. We'll wrap up the hour next year on The Lake Show. All right, you just heard that promo. Don't forget, we're going to be live at the Huntington Bank Rotunda at Mall of America tomorrow for our 20th annual Hunger Mission Radiothon to benefit the Union Gospel Mission. Volunteers are still needed to answer phones and take donations. If you can help out for an hour or two, please go to UGMTC.org slash WCCO. And, and I wanted to talk about that for a second because I've been a part of this um, since I've been at WCCO Radio. It's a fun time. I want to say a few years ago I was part of the broadcast when Paul and Jordana were together. And it's a great organization to raise funds for. Okay, And beyond that, if there's ever a time to help out someone else, if there's ever a time to fundraise. I don't know how you feel about this, Chris, but I am in more of a giving mood. I, I try to give year-round. That's just me. That's just how I think. Um, but I'm in more of a giving mood during the holidays because it's the holiday season and there's so many people out there in need that have less than what I have and it's cold out like seriously yeah. can you imagine the people that are struggling it's one thing to struggle in the hard of summer and be homeless or whatever your situation is but how about during the winter time it's 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 tough
2: yeah i, I was thinking about that as i was actually driving in today and you know roads aren't great and it's just kind of spitting at you and you know you're i i'm in my car and i've got the heat on and i've got the radio on and i'm thinking you know what no matter how bad I think that I've got it Mm -hmm. no matter how bad I might think things are there's always an opportunity for me to give what I have there's always an opportunity to pay it forward and and I feel like during the holidays is is really when it comes to light you do see some people need that help and it, it just it becomes exemplified. It becomes magnified in the wintertime. And I mean, that's why you see so much of this, but it's because it's, it's very much needed. And when you've got an organization, any event like we've got going on tomorrow, pretty much all day, I don't know how you can't look at it. And number one, how your heart doesn't go out when you hear these people that, are your neighbors, they're your friends. I mean, there are a lot of people that are going through this stuff, Henry, but mm-hmm. we don't even know. I know. Like, and, and I think some people are out there and, you know, if you're in a position and you need the help, ask for help. There's no shame in asking for help because I feel like there are people out there that will step up and, and will give, you know, money, will give time. And, and even if you don't have we all have something we can give during the holidays. Yeah. You might not think you do, but you do.
0: And this is the thing, you know. One of the um, the things about giving is is that never view that person. That if it's beyond, let's take Union Gospel Mission out of it. Mm-hmm. Just just giving in general. If you're giving to somebody that's panhandling or, or just asking, don't try to read the situation. Don't try to overthink it. If it's in your heart to give, then give. Yeah, that that's just, that's my view on it. And I'm not saying that you give to everybody that asks you for something because I, I'm not made of money, and I don't even do that. Okay, um, but I know one thing: there are moments in in my life where I, what's the best way to put it? Well, I felt like I just had to do something. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a perfect example. okay Last week, um I got off on Dowling, and I saw that there was a lady that had a you know a sign up. I didn't have any change, right? At least I thought I didn't have any change, so I, I thought I didn't have any change. I get up, I'm at the light, I make my turn, I'm getting ready to get on the freeway and, I, and then so then I start double checking. I actually had a couple bucks. So you know what I did? I went went back to the um I went to the gym over there in three ninety four over in Fridley. When I came back to the city and I was on ninety four, God put it on my mind to stop off at that exit again. I did. She was still there and I gave her the money I had.
2: And I, I hate when people are like, well, they're going to spend it on drugs, they're going to – we don't know. We don't know well, what they're going through. That. Yeah, yeah. We can't judge like that. Yeah.
0: All right, coming up next, but make sure that you give to the Union Gospel Mission tomorrow. All right, coming up next, let's talk some more. Minister of Vikings, Michael Rand, Randball, Minneapolis Star Tribune, joins us next.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?